0: How many of you got dressed this morning? Raise your hands. We want to tell all of you that raised your hands, we're very thankful that you got dressed this morning. Every time that we wake up in the morning, we have decisions to make. Some of us make better decisions than others, but we have to ask ourselves this question, what am I going to wear today? I am directing your attention to the fact that Paul is asking us to put on a spiritual wardrobe when we wake up in the morning. There are certain things that as we get out of bed, we are asked to put on. And and, and so it's actually, it's kind of like God's dress code, if you will. This is God's outfit for our lives, Now, if you're not a believer in Jesus and you're here, we're so glad that you are are here. And I've already talked to you once, but let me just tell you uh, what I want to give you permission to do is look at the, the people that call themselves Christians in your life. And you get to, from the outside looking in, you get to evaluate whether or not we are wearing these things on our spiritual wardrobe. Jesus cares about how we dress. And Paul gives us some secrets on how we are supposed to dress. In Colossians 3.12, let me read just that, that verse. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Let me read it from the message version. I love what the message version says. It says, so chosen by God for this new life of love. Come on, somebody. Chosen by God for this new life of love. Dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Let me look at y'all and say this. God's got better clothes for you than you do for yourself. Hello? God has picked these out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, and discipline. Paul actually tells us that as we put this stuff on... And he's telling us, hey, you used to wear different clothes and 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 now that you are a Christian you you are a Christ follower you're a disciple of Jesus you've got new clothes to put on if you're curious as to what clothes he tells us to wear look at verses 5 through 11 on your own time this week and you'll you'll get a long list of what you're not supposed to wear what we used to wear before we decided to become Christ followers look you can look at that and you can maybe see if you've been putting any of those clothes on or if people that have been calling themselves Christians have been putting any of those clothes on. But, but Paul is saying, hey, here's the new clothes that you were putting on. And he actually, the language that's, that's in this text actually is kind of saying, hey, I need you to not only put this on, you gotta do it quickly. Put this on quickly. In other words, don't put off putting this on. Don't put off putting this on. Paul is saying, new you, new wardrobe. New you, new wardrobe. How many of you look back at the way you dressed in middle school or high school and you feel a little bit like, what was I thinking? Come on. Yeah. What happens? Well, here's what happens. You develop. You mature. You grow. You become an adult and you look at what you were wearing, and you say, hey, I used to dress like a child, I used to dress like a kid, I've gotta grow up, I've gotta mature in what I wear now. Paul is saying the same principle here, as you grow in Christ, as you follow Christ, you've gotta change your clothes, you've gotta change your spiritual wardrobe. New you, new wardrobe. Compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, Patience. I, I kind of uh, compare it to this. Um, how many of you have a old, nasty, uh, holes maybe, uh, way out of style sweatshirt or, or shirt or something, sweatpants or some kind of article of clothing that you just can't bring yourself to get rid of because it's comfortable? Come on, raise your hands. Yeah. You wouldn't wear it out of your house. Okay. Your, your wife begs you not to ever wear it even in the house, but you, you can't get rid of it. It's 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 comfortable. And so I, I kind of uh, compare it to this. I've got a, a sweatshirt here, okay? And uh, if you didn't notice, the sweatshirt is not the cleanest, okay? It's got some holes in it. It's, it's raggedy. I just have to just give a side note here that... I I bought this yesterday and did this to it. I I would not own this. But anyway, that's just my own pride. But anyway, but you've got this old raggedy sweatshirt here, okay? And this sweatshirt, although it looks comfortable, in fact, (laughs) my son, I'm telling on him, okay? My oldest son said, Dad, I don't care what you do to that thing. I still like it. I'm going to wear it when you're done. That was after I had dumped hot sauce, ketchup, grinded it in dirt, okay, and and cut it. He said, I still like it, Dad. I'm going to wear it. I'm going to wear it. So if you look at this today, if you get an image in your mind, this is representative of our humanity. It's representative of the, the passage in verses 5 through 11 that Paul is talking about. All of those things that we used to put on. And so this would be stuff like. Oh I can't believe I'm going to do this. But I'm going to do it. Okay. This would be stuff like. Oh it even smells. This would be stuff like. Selfishness. Pride. Anger. My rights. My privileges. This would be. Those attributes that we that are humanity, by the way, that humanity until we get to heaven is always there, it's always knocking at the door, isn't it? What I want, what's important to me, my rights, my privileges, selfishness, anger, hatred, bitterness, offense. All of those things, my humanity, my sin, the sin nature that we're all born with, according to Romans 3.23 and Romans 3.10, that that nature is, is in me, and guess what? It's comfortable on me. It feels good. Actually, now that I got this on, it looked gross, but this isn't bad at all. It feels pretty good. Now, I know it doesn't look right, but... I can't bring myself to get rid of it. Why? Because it's comfortable. Selfishness, anger, hatred, bitterness, a demand for my own rights, demand for my own things, greed, lust, all of those things, a clinging for power, all of those things my humanity represents. Paul is saying, hey, newsflash. That might be comfortable for you, but it looks really nasty. Now, did you notice the way that I framed the question when I asked you, if you have an article of clothing? I said, you only wear it where? In your house. Why? Because when you're with other people and when you are... When you have an understanding that when I walk out of this house, and by the way, should be in your house too, when when I get up out of bed and it's not just me anymore and my wants and my desires and my privileges and my whatever and fill in the blank for whatever we need, you know, me, you know, and you can go first right after me and, you know, what I want and I'm looking in the mirror and when we get out of bed as Christ followers, here's something that we all understand when we give our lives to Jesus. Life is no longer about us anymore it is about Jesus and who it's about others Jesus said love the Lord your God with all your heart soul mind and strength and love your neighbor I think he was so powerfully intelligent when he said love your neighbor as much as you love yourself you know why I said that he knew we would never struggle with loving ourselves. Love your neighbor as much as you love ourselves. So I understand, for my family's sake, I can't wear this. They don't want to look at me like this. I understand that for the staff's sake, when I come into the office of the church, they're like, I don't know if I can follow you, pastor. I don't know if I can respect you anymore wearing that kind of sweatshirt around here. I understand that when I go into a meeting here in the city representing Jesus and Saints Community Church, they might not take me very seriously if I show up with this on. Am I right? So Paul says, you gotta take that off and put on different clothes. Don't worry, I have a t-shirt on. Some of y'all got scared. (laughs) You gotta take that on. Oh, that's touchy. You gotta take that on and put on new clothes. to take that off and put on new clothes. Yeah, but God looks at the heart. He looks at the inside, not the outside. <laughs> exactly. All of those qualities are on the inside, and they come out on the outside as well. So God's saying, hey, new you, new wardrobe. You're no longer dressing for yourself. You're dressing for other people at this point. You're dressing for them. So here's the definitions he gives us. First of all, compassion. I'm gonna run through this quickly if you're taking notes. Concern or empathy over the misfortune or pain of others. He says, hey, put on compassion. You should be concerned. You should have empathy over the misfortune of or the pain of other people. Then he says, put on kindness. Kindness is expressed in in attitude and in deed i've heard an old saying that kindness is is compassion with action kindness is compassion with action. In other words, I understand what you're going through right now, so I'm going to take it beyond just feeling bad for you and having empathy. I'm going to do something kind. Kindness can be anything from a smile, a pat on the the back, a, a gift that you give somebody. It can be even just listening, offering someone help. Kindness goes a long way when you put action and compassion together you get kindness then he then he goes on to say humility humility indicates esteeming oneself as small and recognizing our insufficiency but at the same time recognizing the powerful sufficiency of god here's a way to, to really help you provide humility for yourself. If you will stop comparing, if we will stop comparing ourselves to other people, then instead, if we will compare ourselves to the sufficiency and the, the power and the triumphant being of God, how many of you know that that will bring humbleness into your life really quick? Yeah. So it's understanding. And humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. It's building other people up. Then he says, gentleness, the quality of not being overly impressed by a sense of our own self-importance. It was, I was just really, as I looked into that definition, it struck me because you would think that gentleness just means a soft tone. But how many of you know people can have a soft tone and still not be gentle with their words, right? It says, it, it says, it, it is. The, the ability, the quality of not being overly impressed by a, self, a sense of our own self-importance. The word that's used here in the Greek, the original language of this, this text, it actually describes power under control. It describes things like a soothing wind or a healing medicine. Things that are really powerful, wind is powerful, medicine is powerful, but when harnessed and used in the right way, it's power under control. That's gentleness, and that is what we are supposed to put on. And the final quality in this verse that he gives is patience. Patience describes a state of emotional calm or quietness in the face of being provoked or unfavorable circumstances. I'm going to read that again because if there is something that our country needs, that our social media feed needs, patience is uh, the ability, it describes the state of emotional calm. Everybody put your hand on yourself and go calm or quietness. In the face of being provoked or unfavorable circumstances, the ability to stay calm in and stay quiet even when you're provoked, even when there's unfavorable circumstances. Now, let's look. At the end of the passage, as Christy comes, as the band comes, Colossians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14 says this. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. What does bear with one another mean? Let's look at that. To bear with one another means to put up with one another. Everybody just turn to the person you're, you're you're sitting next to you and go, God's called me to just put up with you. He's, put, he's called me. I gotta put up with you. You ain't getting rid of me. I ain't getting rid of you. To put up with one another, accepting a person in spite of false, unpleasant ways, or personality quirks. <laughs> I could spend so much time here. What about forgiving one another? Here's what that means. Forgiveness is removing from our heart all resentment and ill will. Let me give you a a, a maturity barometer for those of you that are Christians in the room. If you have a hard time forgiving, you most likely have not really understood what Jesus did for you. Those that are quick to forgive are those that understand the forgiveness of God. If you're quick to forgive others, you have a deep understanding of what God did for you and for your your own life. Then then he he moves on and he says and he, and he says that Bear with each other, forgive one another, and this expresses the way that our clothing is carried out. Carried out, In other words, we know that we are clothed when we are bearing with each other and forgiving one another. Those two qualities help us understand, yes, you're wearing the rest of those qualities, patience, kindness, gentleness, humility, all of those. You're wearing those if you're bearing with one another and you're forgiving one another. If you find yourself isolated, if you find yourself dismissing people out of your life, if you find yourself saying I want nothing to do with them, or I want nothing to do with that person or that group, it, then, then listen closely to me, friends. That's an indicator that you are isolating yourself and you're not wearing the rest of those qualities. You're not wearing the rest of those clothes. If you find yourself having difficulty forgiving, you're not wearing the rest of those clothes, the rest of those, those qualities. And then he, look, he says in verse 14, he says, and over all these virtues, put on, say that together, love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Since we're talking about clothes, let me just tell you what love represents. Love represents the belt that holds it all together. I remember having an intern one time that I was mentoring. You know, sometimes when you get interns that you have to do lots of different kinds of mentoring. Sometimes you have to tell them to take a shower. Sometimes you have to tell them, hey, you got to dress this way. Sometimes I had an intern one time that I had talked to for about six weeks on, dude, you got to get a belt, man. Uh, Your pants are falling down and we don't want to see what's under that. That's gross. Get a belt. I'll buy it for you. No, no, I got it. I got it. I got it, Wayne. I got it. I got it. One day, his pants were hanging way down, and there was um, some part of his body was showing. And and, uh, and I just ripped off my belt, and I said, here, you got to put this on and put it on right now. He said, man, why? I said, because, man, you got to hold all those clothes in place. That's what the belt does. Love pulls it all together. It holds it all in place. It holds all of those qualities in in place. When we're wearing that belt of love, it means that the rest of the wardrobe is fitting well. It's fitting nice. It's fitting gently. It's it's coming together. It's the, the, the center of the wardrobe, that belt. Is And then Paul goes on to say, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. I want to remind us as a church, listen to me, everything we do, we do in the name of the Lord Jesus. If that doesn't put the fear of God in us, I don't know what will. Hello? When you type stuff on social media, you're doing it in the name of the Lord Jesus, When you say whatever you say, when you do whatever you do, you need to ask yourself, would Jesus do this? Would Jesus post this? What would Jesus do in this situation? Whatever you do, Paul says, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you need a statement to to remember this that maybe you can write down as as you walk out of the room, Here, here it is. This is the statement. Clothe yourself properly so you don't look crazy. Clothe yourself properly so you don't look crazy. How many of y'all have had the thought as you've been watching the news and the social media? Dude, have people lost their mind? Come on. These people looking crazy out there. Craziness. Clothe yourself with the right spiritual wardrobe. So you don't look crazy. What if we understood that whatever we do, we do it in the name of Jesus? What if we were so immersed in Jesus, so focused on him, that we resembled him more closely in our thoughts, our words, our actions? What if we look like Jesus as Christians? What kind of an impact could we make? What kind of an impact could we have? People would rush the doors of this church. When you invite them to church, they'd say, you're the only one that doesn't look crazy right now. I, I must need what you have. What kind of an impact could we make if we focused and we understood that we represent Jesus? So what do we do when we don't look like Jesus? That's the question. How many of you have done something in the last week, that you go, I don't know, I just, yeah, no, Jesus wouldn't have done that. Raise your hands. How I many, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what do you do? What do you do when you don't look like Jesus? What do you do when you don't wear those clothes? When you don't have the right wardrobe? Well, you do with that word that, that we just sang says. We repent. Repent means, hey, I recognize I, I, I did not act like Christ there. I recognize I was not wearing the, the spiritual wardrobe I needed to be wearing. I'm turning. I, I want to act more like you, Jesus. And by the way, the Bible says, confess your sins one to another. He'll be faithful and just to forgive you of your sins. Look this way, everybody. There's not usually a public time of confession here on a Sunday morning. So if you're going your, to confess your, your sins one to another, he'll be faithful and just to forgive you. You probably need to be in a small group. This isn't just like some cute program game thing that Pastor Chris and the team came up with. This is for real because small group gives us the chance to go, hey, y'all, I got to confess something to you. I didn't didn't look like Jesus this week. Here's what happened. And the Bible says, as we confess those sins one to another, He's faithful and just to forgive us of those sins as we try to look like Jesus. Romans chapter 13, verse 14 says, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Clothe yourself. With Jesus, I don't know if it could be any more plain than that. Every head bowed, every eye closed, all across this room.